Welcome, folks, to Brand of Man Ministries, building one disciple at a time for the cause of Christ. I'm your host, Will Huntsaker, and we are fast approaching the end of Season 5 of Open Your Bibles with Paul's letter to the Ephesians. We're going to examine today verses 10 through 17 of chapter 6 and the armor of God. Now, these these verses mark the end of Paul's imperatives, his commands that he's given over the last half of this letter, chapters 4 to 6. Now, in those chapters, Paul encouraged the Ephesians and us today to behave differently to by putting on a new identity in Christ and discarding their old selves the way we used to be. He reminds us that we are witnesses to the grace of God and should act in a manner that honors that gift. They should speak, we should speak and, and think and, and behave as renewed individuals, not, not to earn favor. We're not doing this so that God likes us more, but rather we are living out the grace that God has bestowed upon them and us. They should spread love and light to others and work towards building a strong relationship, not only in their church, but also in their lives and their families. However, it is important at this point to remember that we are in a divine relationship with God through union with his son. And it was he who loved us and made us his own. He did that. So in today's passage here, because of that relationship that we're in with God through covenant union with his son, Paul is going to emphasize that we should expect a spiritual assault from those enemies of God from this point forward. So he's going to give some advice. So here's Paul's writing beginning at verse 10. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might, but on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist on the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having belted your waist with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having strapped on your feet the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Ephesians 6, verses seven, uh, 10 through 17. Now you can see here that right out of the gate in verse 10, Paul collapses everything he's been saying in these last three or so chapters really into one sentence. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Verse 10. Now, if it's not apparent, let me point it out to you. Paul does not say to be strong in your might. Instead, he says, be strong in the Lord and the strength 
of his might. So all that's going to follow here is all based on the strength and might of God. And he continues, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Verse 11. And we often think that we are the ones wearing the armor. We're the ones actually that put it on, I should say. But in reality, it is God's protection that we are utilizing. This is similar to the cardboard armor that uh, many of us might remember from our Awana days, where we go and we make a little sword and a shield and a helmet and everything, and we tape it on and run around and all that. That's a great illustration. But we need to understand that it is God's protection that we have to win the battles of life. It's not our strength. It's his. It's his might. It is the same power, really, that raised Christ from the dead. That is what will help us overcome our challenges, that spiritual power. And he says this in, in the first chapter of this letter, if you recall. Verses 19 through 20 of chapter 1, he says this, And what is the boundless grace of his power toward us, the believer? These are, are by the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Ephesians 1, 19 through 20. So you're, you're seeing the power of the armor of God. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in heavenly places. Paul emphasized that this battle that we're fighting is not against culture. We get a little bit too tied up in that sometimes. It's not against social inequity or really even sin, but he speaks of something much more profound, spiritual things, he says that are beyond our comprehension. He says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places, verse 12. Now, no doubt these, these mentioned by Paul cause the decline of culture and society. We understand that. We live in that reality. And they are located not only here, but also everywhere, heavenly places. Essentially, Paul's saying that evil permeates every sphere of life. It's important for us to note that because that is our blessed hope. Christ will return and extinguish all of that. Therefore, Paul advises believers to rely on God as they are powerless to defend themselves against evil on their own. The most crucial aspect of spiritual warfare, or even growing spiritually, is acknowledging that fact. We are powerless to defend ourselves. We must be reliant on God. Paul urges believers to equip themselves with the defenses and weapons provided by God. But it is God who is doing the verbs here. He is the one that is equipping us. Therefore, Paul says, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist on the evil day and having done everything, stand firm. Verse 13, Paul says, have the truth of God, he says, the gospel 
always be ready at your waist, just like a, a soldier or, or a, a police officer has all his tools available to him that he can get to very quickly. Have them ready at your, va- your waist, fastened around you like a belt, and let that breastplate of righteousness protect your heart. But again, this righteousness is often expressed as our own, but it is not. It is the righteousness of God because none of us are righteous, not one. We're only righteous through Jesus Christ. He says, stand firm. Belt your waist with the truth. Put that breastplate of righteousness on. Verse 14. Let the gospel go out, Paul says, to all who encounter through thought and deed for peace. Let that be with you all the time. Have that strapped to your feet in preparation of the gospel of peace, he writes in verse 15. Now, of course, along with all these things, Paul writes, cover yourself in the faith God has given you in Jesus Christ so that all these attacks will fail ultimately. He says, take up the shield of faith, which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, verse 16. Now, this next statement, And verse 17 should give us a little bit of pause. Paul writes this, and take the helmet of salvation and the word and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's verse 17. So you might, you might think for a second, but how can these fleshly hands that Paul has spoken about and, and the whole Bible has talked about, about being so sinful and the heart is nothing but wicked. How can we take these sinful hands and put on salvation? We can't. Or wield the spirit-filled sword of the word of God. How could we possibly do that? Well, and you can ask the same question of all the pieces of the armor, right? How can we provide truth as it truly is? Christ is truth. How can we provide righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, or the Spirit. How can we provide those things? How can we put those on ourselves? The answer is we cannot. That is why it is God's armor and not ours. He supplies them. Interestingly here, if we look at a a literal transliteration or translation of these verses we're covering today, 10 through 17, from the Greek, it indicates something that we often miss when it's moved into English. We put on the armor of God and stand, having the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the spirit-filled word of God. You see, folks, in the Greek here, what Paul is saying, God has already put this armor in place. It's he, God is doing the verbs. He's the one moving this armor into place. We're not even really able to do that. And it's because of that, that we're able to stand. Not because of what we do, but because of what he has done. Satan does not want us to believe this. He does not want us to rely on the word of God. He wants us to be Have some flesh in the game here. Hey, you've got to do these things or or I'm going to get you. He wants to steal our confidence in the gospel that is already present of all the things that God has done. 
He wants to steal that from us. He wants to take our righteousness that comes only from Christ. But it is through that reality that we are sealed with the spirit and power of God. That's why this all takes place, because we can't do it. And it is upon that fact alone that God has put all this in place for us because he has adopted us as children of his own, that he has sealed us in his spirit and that nothing can snatch us out of his hand. What he has promised, he will deliver. What work he has begun, he will complete. It is upon that fact alone that we stand and nothing else. All that armor he has put in place. We need to recognize that, embrace that, and stand. Thank you for listening, folks. And next week on Open Your Bibles, we will turn to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 through 24 for the final episode of season 5. And here Paul will encourage us all who believe with the power of prayer an incorruptible love of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you all. And remember, the Bible cannot mean anything different today than it did back then.